The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome back to a brand new app of the Ewan for Breakfast podcast. I have been talking about a young bloke called Brody. Brody is eight years old, and each and every day over the month of January, he's running two and a half Ks to raise money to help end homelessness here in the Limestone Coast. His mum is Tammy. Tammy, g'day. Morning, how are you? I am sensational, Tammy. I am watching the progress of Brody each and every day, and he is doing such a good job raising money for AC Care. No, it's incredible. It's, but it wouldn't be without the community support that this would have happened either. Mm. Now, you've got Brody beside you. Brody, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Brody, how's the running going? Good. Uh, how far are you running every day, Brody? 2.5. 2.5 Ks every day? Yes. <laughs> hey, Tammy, Brody has raised an incredible amount of money so far. You guys have clicked over 4500 bucks for AC Care. Did you ever think that Brody would be able to raise this amount of money? Never, no. So originally the goal was only $200. Um, and then it just became to the point of, well, how much can we raise for our local people? Um but never, never would I thought. I, you know, when it hit a thousand, I thought oh, maybe fifteen hundred. But just keeps ticking over, which is fantastic for our community. And Tammy, what was it like for Brody to uh, to have Ned Brockman reach out and uh, and be so excited by his run? Yeah, no, Brody was very, very excited by Ned. Very excited. Um, some days when Brody's finding it a little bit difficult or motivated, he just needs to watch Ned and. That inspires him enough to keep going. Well, we're halfway through the run so far. How uh, how is Brody finding it? Um, no, actually, he's a champion. He gets up. He does. I feel like it's part of his routine now. And if he has lost a little bit of motivation, he's had a lot of community members put up their hands to run with him, and he's actually had a few of those do that with him. <laughs> now, for people who want to help out Brody with his fundraising, over $4,500 raised so far for AC Care. There are some donation tins across the Blue Lake City. Yeah, so there's, uh, they're at Grantville Fish and Chip Shop, Lennon's on Lake Terrace and Bay Blue Espresso. Now, if you jump online to the Triple M Limestone Coast Facebook page, you can find out more details about Brody. Tammy, please pass on our congratulations to Brody. Two and a half Ks each and every day. It blows me away almost as much as the amount of money that Brody has raised for AC Care. Now, talking about what's going on here in the Limestone Coast, this weekend there is a mammoth fishing competition taking place up at Kingston. Craig Felt joins us for a chat to talk fishing around the region. Craig, good morning. Good morning, Ewan. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Craig, this weekend, Kingston is going to go off. It is huge. The 45th Annual Surf Fishing Lions Club Competition. We'll have people travelling from Perth. It is an amazing competition run by the Kingston's Lions, the Kingston Lions Club. Great prizes. Kicks off at 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon and lines are in at 9 o'clock Sunday mornings. Forecasts at the moment, it just seems to be getting better and better. It's warming up. Uh, we have entry forms here. Now, looking good, Ewan. It's going to be good. I think the fishing up there has been exceptional, as usual, for the Coorong. Plenty of gummies, the odd mulloway, flathead salmon. Closer to home, I've never seen so many snapper caught off the beach down this way. Blackfellas Caves area, Neen Valley through to the back of Douglas or Jones's Bay, Greenpoint, Paradise, all the way through there. 
snapper catch is exceptional, and fish, some good fish thrown in too, fish up to 75 centimetres, so they're a fairly good snapper for down here. Uh, Whiting have been a little bit patchy again, but inside the breakwater, some reasonable catches down the rocks, Carpenter's Rocks, Lighthouse, Red Rock Bay, some good fish down there as well. Offshore, when they have been able to get out wide, I've seen some good uh, blue eye out on the shelf. Glenelg River, nice mulloway this week. We've seen some good fish this week down around the estuary, the poles, up along Taylor Strait as well. But the brim and perch have been good anyway, so the river's always a good option. There are plenty of opportunities to grab yourself a feed of fish this weekend and for everybody heading up to Kingston to the surf fishing comp, hopefully you guys bag yourself a winner. Now, during the course of the week, gladiators burst back onto our television screens after more than a decade. Did you watch it? I was lucky enough to catch up with Liz Ellis to have a chat about gladiators, and here is some of what she had to say. Liz, good day. Good morning, Ewan. Liz, what a cracker of a show gladiators has turned out to be, and part of what, a 30-year history now of gladiator on our TV screens? I know, it's extraordinary, isn't it? And I really did feel the weight when we were filming the show of history of the past and how when Gladiator first aired in the 80s in America in the 90s here, it was such a phenomenon. So you sort of have that sitting on your shoulder and I think we've stayed pretty true to the original Gladiators, but maybe put our tongue fairly firmly in our cheek. Just to (laughs) differentiate it. It was a lot of fun last night. And look, Liz... I, I must admit, I did a bit of Google searching this morning, and I do know that you are about the same age as I am. So did you So we are watch, in our golden age. Did you watch Gladiators on television when it was on originally? I did. And lots of people have said to me, did you watch it when you were a kid? But as you know, given your maths and your Googling skills, <laughs> we weren't kids when it first aired. So shh, I think shh. I was about 20, you know. <laughs> Keep it to ourselves. I was about 20. And when it first aired, I remember just being gobsmacked at how larger than life the gladiators were about the, the it was so different from anything that had been on television before and really you know when we grew up it was the era of sitcoms uh british comedy drama do you remember sons and daughters and that sort of thing and I suddenly do, there I were these do. people who were they were so different and i think what we'll see with or, you know what we've seen with gladiators over the course of the years is that when you put people up as superhuman as gladiators, they grow into the role. And we saw that back in the 90s. Everyone has wanted to talk to you about how they loved Vulcan and Delta and Storm. And this time around, you know, we've given these people uh, these gladiator names and they've grown into it. And I think we saw that last night. Now, Liz, you are no stranger to a sporting field. You are a, a national sporting hero in your own right. Um, what is it like for our gladiators when they take to the course? Yeah, I think for the gladiators, it's interesting. You know, they're set up as superhuman, they're super fit. A lot of the gladiators have their own stories and have their own professional uh, or amateur sporting histories. You know, we've got an ex-rugby league player, we've got an ex-hockey player. Uh, You know, one of our gladiators has been to the Olympics and to the Commonwealth Games for gymnastics. So, you know, these gladiators have their own sporting histories. Some of them are massive in, uh, in, in the world of CrossFit. So they come as heroes already. And then suddenly they've got people trying to take them down. So they're in the position of, you know, they're the hunted. They're the ones who everyone wants to beat. So I think that was a bit of a shift in mindset for them. And then when you look at the contenders, we've got people who range from, you know, ex-athletes to, to mums and dads to we've got a postman. <laughs> we've got 
um, you know, someone who is just a fan of the show. So these people have nothing to lose. So they get out and they give it their all. And I think a couple of times through the series, you'll see the gladiators sort of get sat back on their heels a bit because, you know, they might be the more physically impressive and imposing specimen, but the contenders have passion on their side and, and that counts for a lot. And it was pretty much like that last night. I mean, the start of the show, uh, or the first show uh, for Gladiators for 2024, you guys had a, a lady who won who wasn't overly athletic. No, no, Macadonka. She's just, uh, you know, she's someone who I loved. I fell in love with her, and happily <laughs> we'll see her a little bit more later in the series. She learnt to speak English when her and her mum turned up in Australia. She learnt to speak English by watching Australian television. And Gladiators was one of the shows that they watched and they loved together. So for her, it was a real full circle moment. She turned up with a photo of Vulcan and her from when she was a little girl. So she was just so excited to be there. And when she won, it was it was just amazing. It was actually really emotional. You know, I tend to cry at the drop of a hat, um, but don't tell anyone that. But, you know, her mum was so proud and so emotional. And she was, so it just, it tugged at the heartstrings. It was fantastic. And Liz, I've got to ask, what's it like being in the middle of all that chaos? <laughs> it is just mayhem. And, you know, standing next to Bo Ryan, he doesn't help because he's chaotic as well. He's all over the shop and so excitable and so into everything. So, you know, I just had to roll with it and it was so much fun. And hopefully the fun that we had while we were filming the show really does come through because Yes, you know, it's gladiatorial, it's a contest, it's, you know, David versus Goliath, but at the end of the day, it's entertainment, and we had so much fun doing it, and we did it with just, with just so many laughs, so hopefully that comes through. Liz, last night was absolutely epic, I loved every moment of it, cannot wait for the next ep, thank you for dropping by and having a chat to us this morning. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. If you haven't checked out Gladiators as yet, it's available on 10 and 10 Play, and it's going to be back on our TV screens next week. Uh, Time to talk movies. Shane A is here to tell us what you can check out on the big screen. Shane, Mean Girls is back in the cinemas. Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm recommending this. However, it's been a big hit. It was released last week um, into cinemas, and it's the musical version of the 2004 comedy, which I like a lot. Can't believe it's 20 years old. <laughs> uh, there was there was a Broadway musical version, and then they've just brought that to the screen. It's PG. It's family friendly. Um, it's sanitized from the original film, and it's modernized. So it's it's more modern teenagers than what we saw 20 years ago. And it's been a hit. Um, and Gary Rice, uh, Australian actor, she's part of the, the Mean Girl crowd. So it's been a hit. And just remember it's a musical, though, because the screening I was in, quite a lot of the teenagers around me were like, what? What's going on? The singing? So a bit like Wonka, because Wonka at the moment is still doing good business at cinemas, and that's also a musical. But Mean Girls... Uh, look, if you're, you're a teenager, a tween, I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. Tell me all about Next Goal Wins. True story I knew nothing about. Uh, an American Samoan soccer team, they got, uh, well, they got to be in a FIFA World Championship, uh, but unfortunately they lost by a record amount. And it's just gone into the history books. And this is the movie that just shows them leading up to that. And behind the scenes, they lost 31-0, which in soccer is atrocious, but they still became heroes.
What an epic loss. Now, there's lots going on in the Limestone Coast this weekend. Time to tell you all about what you and the family can get up to across the weekend. Of course, we've got the farmers markets at Kalangadu and Mount Gambia. They are back. The taxidermist and message on a bottle are exhibitions happening right now at the Riddock Arts and Cultural Centre if you'd like to check them out. There is sports galore this weekend, baseball, softball, cricket taking place. And of course, the women's footy gets underway this weekend. Also, this weekend, lots of other great stuff going on. Carlin and Gazard Summer Cup taking place on Sunday uh, out at the Glen Burnie Racecourse. This weekend, the 45th Kingston Surf Fishing Competition is on. Tomorrow night, the Panola Rodeo is taking place and the Water Range Council have got their inflatable obstacle course at the Panola Pool this weekend. There's something for everybody this weekend.